Um, yeah. So, God, the heat has been terrible down here. Really? It's, yeah. Yeah. I, it's been really bad up there too, right? Or is that just on the more of the East Coast? Because I, I know. I think it's more on the East Coast. Here, here in the Midwest, we've just been getting like nonstop rain. It's been just pouring day after day. I, I mean, at this point, I'd take that over some of the heat because we've had rainy days as well mm-hmm. and it's night and day difference so much better yeah yeah and i mean it does it does get up to 90 sometimes you know but that's just like for one day and then it's right back to the deluge once again it's, it's yeah yeah <laughs> it was like heat index of 97 today Damn. something like that 95 percent humidity right now as we speak as a night 95% humidity. So it's good mosquito yeah. weather. As soon as I open yes. the back door, the screen is just yep. covered in it, them motherfuckers. Just like waiting. Just like, it, come on, yep. we hungry. Come outside. Just yep. want to talk. Just want to talk. Come outside for a minute, man. It's fine. Yeah. It's nice yeah. out here. We're cool. We're cool. <laughs> Being... What's up, bud? What's your name? <laughs> hey. Hey, girl. What's your name? Looking real thick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You look good. Look at that thighs. Mm. Mm. <laughs> You've been sitting at home for a few months. You yeah. come outside for a minute and <laughs> talk to us. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I imagine been, that's how they sound. They just like lecherous dudes. Just you know, yeah. trying to I've been you. trying to work out more and get into the that habit again, which I know I've talked about in the past, but like even more so than ever before. Mm-hmm. And dieting and stuff and I'm like in like a healthy way. I'm like I shouldn't even say dieting. I should say eating healthy because yeah. diet culture sucks. But I'm like, so when you're like, oh, working out, I was just, or like, like, oh, you've been sitting around. I'm like, oh yeah, I've been sitting around <laughs> and I feel it. It hurts. <laughs> Everything hurts. I hate it. God damn it. It's always, it's, it's never too late for a change, you know? And when it is too late for a change, it's already too late and you just yeah but for the love of god anyone if you're getting back into exercising even if you've just taken a couple weeks off because that's what i did i took a couple weeks off mm-hmm. due to laziness and traveling and stuff you have to go back slower like it doesn't matter how in shape you might think you are you're not yeah start slow everybody learns that lesson and you got to learn it firsthand too i got to tell you because when i was when i was big at the gym and everything um and and ironically smaller uh <laughs> it was a matter of me just going okay i'm going to go out for drinks after work with my coworkers and then i'm going to go work out because it's been a couple yeah. of weeks since i've been to the gym i should i should yeah. probably do that but they really want me to come out oh man what a mistake that was the longest hour of my life and the next yeah. day i was paying for it oh so bad dehydrated yeah talk about dehydrated drink and then work out don't take that advice fuck no (laughs) i can barely eat and then work out like like i usually try to work out before eating anything at Mm. the start of the day Mm -hmm. because i'm just like i can feel the sluggishness of if i've had even just a little bit of food yeah it hangs out with you for sure yeah for sure but yeah, so I you were like, oh, they bitten you up. like, oh yeah, I've been sitting around, I can feel it, it's terrible. Like yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get out more, but I'm still doing everything virtually. So yeah. you know, I mean that's you know that's just the reality. But um, have you have you do you subscribe to me the uh, the old wives tales about how to keep mosquitoes away, like eat more garlic and that sort of thing? 
No, I've none of none of it has ever worked for me. Same, same. So I just don't bother unless it's actual bug spray. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that works. And that stuff smells awful. And it, it does. Feels gross. I can't do. It. You know, sometimes it does. It does. But if I'm out, like if I'm out for the night or something like that, if mm-hmm. for you know I'm hanging out, uh, I'm doing it because I can't. I, I I will take that nasty smell of the bug spray in that moment over the like long term bullshit of dealing with the bug bites. It's the same with sunscreen. Yeah. I don't like sunscreen, but if I'm going to be outside for an extended period of time, more than like say 15 minutes because that's the fucking limit in Florida. Mm-hmm. That's that is like pushing it too. And even then I still try to put it on my face. Um I I I just I'm like I don't like this, but I will take the temporary use of it mm-hmm. over dealing with, you know, a burn or skin cancer eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The weather and skin cancer. We're starting out this episode great. I mean, it it like it does run in my family though. Like my grandfather's dealt with it from not taking care of his skin in the sun and stuff. Mm. So I, I'm I'm aware of it. I'm I am an 80 year old like old dude, just in a in a 29 year old's body. <laughs> you know, so hey. I'm like I need I need to prevent skin cancer. I've been this way since I was like fucking sixteen. Terrible. Somebody's mad into that. Just be be ready for the fan mail. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. We're here. We got a show for you. I'm Matt Peters. Do I'm Lex Lutz. And, we are uh, here. Yeah, here we are. We've both been heavily abusing we're gonna get to this we're gonna get to this like super mm-hmm. early on because we always end the episodes like this lately we've been mm-hmm. playing video games y'all and yeah. enjoying Fuck the yeah. hell out of them it's look i played it's lexbox time <laughs> she got that xbox y'all i'm telling you fucking sponsor us xbox it's I'm right saying. there in the name i'm saying come on make it happen a lexbox entire segment you all sent snoop dogg a full-size refrigerator that looked like an Xbox Series X. And inside of it, you put a cake and you put like 40-ounce beers or malt liquor, rather. And you put some other things that I'm sure he couldn't legally reveal. You could at least send us the mini fridges. That's all. That's all we're asking for. Just the yeah. mini fridge and like six cans of pop. That's it. Make it yeah. sparkling water for Lex because she's, you know, doing all that. But yeah, that's all. Yeah. And also, like, make me a custom controller. I don't Ooh, know. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. I like Xbox. that. When they came out with the Series X, celebrities were getting, um, Xbox Series X in the mail that had, yeah. like, monogrammed stuff on there talking about, you know, you're the real hero. Austin Creed or whatever people's names were. <laughs> <laughs> they got their stuff monogrammed. So that was kind of cool. We want to be in that camp. So, so come talk yeah. to us. We're a very, very successful podcast. Some might say we're the most successful podcast in Chicago. Simultaneously recorded in both Chicago and Florida. Don't, don't think about it too hard. Very, we're, we're good. Very we're good. specific. Yeah. But yeah. we're the best of them. So there's that. So we were both gaming. Is that why we're both a couple minutes late to the podcast? Because I know that's why I'm a couple <laughs> minutes late to the podcast. Yeah. So what I've been doing lately is I've been playing Doom after work because it's on Xbox mm-hmm. uh, Game Pass. And 
these are yep. games that I have been into off and on over the years. Like you can't beat a good first person shooter. And mm-hmm. to me, <clears throat> when you're playing a first person shooter, there's nothing better than shooting things that don't exist or that are just naturally evil, like right. Nazis or demons, you know? Yeah. This is the theme of both of our gaming experiences at the moment. (laughs) Exactly. It's a great way to blow off steam. You know, aliens fall in that category too. whatever. As long as they're imaginary things. That's why I'm not really into like Battlefield and and Call of Duty and stuff like that, because I'm shooting like dudes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're shooting like Japanese soldiers and you're like, wait. But now this ain't right. Yeah. I don't like it. No. Mm -mm. So I stick to demons. And lately... That has been uh, satisfied by playing Doom, and now I've moved on to Doom Eternal. And so, I know it sounds like I said Doom Maternal, but no, Doom Eternal. Uh, these aren't I mean, necessarily. Doom can be maternal. <laughs> that is true. Don't underestimate Doom. <laughs> but I, I love how they've like accepted how campy the games are, while adding uh, more and more uh action to them over the years so like the first doom in the reboot the one that came out in 2016 was so fun and it was just so well received yeah i've played some of it on my switch because i have it on the switch yeah and that's all i've played and and it wasn't that much honestly so what is that they got a they got all kind of like secret stuff in there they've got all kind of like nods to people easter eggs Easter eggs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff, yeah. stuff for people that have been um, following the series from Jump. So you know they they <laughs> refer to your character as Doom Guy sometimes because basically that's what we've known him as over the past several generations. You can find bobbleheads of yourself painted in different colors, kind of like as a nod to the Funko Pop culture. Mm. Um, you know, just stuff like that. Even um, just just some acknowledgement of uh, prior Bethesda games where they'll actually put stuff in there like okay so it's really weird there's this thing called a radfish i guess and it's 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 uh part of a game commander keen that they came out with years ago and it's this really goofy looking fish and of course games back in the 8-bit days you know a goofy fish it's a goofy fish but now they've rendered this thing in 3d and have hidden him in various places in doom eternal and it looks terrifying. I'll send you a picture of it a little bit later. Okay. It, it's creepy. And it's like the creepiest thing in the game. And, you know, you're fighting, yeah. like, undead things and stuff with rocket launchers strapped to them and big gelatinous, like, blob creatures. This thing is the scariest thing in there. So, yeah, it's it's pretty freaky. But overall, it's a fun game. One of the one of the greatest things about it is, like, the, the mechanics, they make you change up the way that you you destroy the enemy so you have a chainsaw option and you have guns and you can also punch people all three of these attacks result in different items popping out from the enemy so if you use a chainsaw you get more ammunition for the guns if you use a gun you get more health and if you punch them you get like shield uh huh. bits that pop out of them so you have to like keep juggling the way you attack you have to think on your feet and not just blindly go around shooting things. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Strategy wise. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, a, that's one of my games where I'm like, Oh, I need to check it out. And I'm, I'm intrigued by it, but I've just never been able to get into them that much mm-hmm. when I've tried at least. Um, I've been playing Wolfenstein two mm, finally returned to it. 
yes, I finally returned to it. They, the, I've talked, I think I've talked about this on the show in the past. You have to kill your dog in the beginning of it in a flashback. I quickly did it without looking and then, you know, moved on with the game. And I hate, I still hate that they did that. I still think it was unnecessary. Um, especially now that I'm further into the story, but that aside, just get through that. Holy shit, this game is good. It's better than the first one, and I loved the first one. Mm. And it's way bigger. There's way more going on. Um, it's cha- it's it's nice and challenging. Um, I've had a couple times where I've been really frustrated. Where I was at earlier, I had to go through that run numerous times right before we were recording because I just kept dying. <laughs> I could not get it figured out. I had to. I basically had to. Like you, you, if you go outside, you're in the elements and you'll die. So you can't go outside. So there's like two doors where like you have where it's like spraying you. So like I had to stay in the two doors and, and keep going forward a few feet, open the doors, shoot, close, wait for my health to regenerate, open the door, cl- like keep doing that for. Oh, my God. They sent like 40 guys. It's yeah. insane. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 oh my god, this fish is scary. What yeah, the fuck? That's a, yeah, that's, that's a that's, dope fish, not a rad that's, fish. That's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And it used to just look so innocent and cutesy in, in eight, eight right. you know, eight bit. And yeah, they, uh, yeah. <laughs> they turned, yeah, okay. they turned that up is, the freak that factor. Is, that does not translate to 3D mm-hmm. well. Nope. But yeah, Wolfenstein 2, like the story is really good so far. Mm. I, I, I'm really enjoying it. I'll have to go back to it. I think I played it for a little while, and then something else came out, and it kind of drew my attention away. But I, I yeah. didn't even get back to that. So yeah, we gotta we gotta did trade you, up. You like the first one? I did. Yeah, it was decent. Yeah, yeah. I think it builds on the first one. I think it's better than the first one, honestly. Now that I'm playing it more, and it's a beautiful looking game. So it and that's really on is. the Series X. Now, as did well. they did they improve the graphics on that for the Series X? You know how some of them are just like, oh yeah, it's optimized, enhanced, yeah. or whatever. I don't think so. The other one, Young Blood or whatever, that that is the most recent one. I might have been, but this one, I don't think it is. Mm. Yeah, they've got all of it on there because it's Bethesda. So like all the DLC and everything seems to be on there. Yeah, I think. Now one one issue I'm having with Doom Eternal, I've noticed that um the the uh the feature where you can like jump back in, it advertises it, but it doesn't actually work for some reason. So hmm. every time I go back to the game after navigating to something else like, you know, YouTube TV or whatever, um I'll have to start it fresh and it goes through all like the company screens and all that. I haven't had that issue with Wolfenstein. Um I have had a couple times where I've powered off the system and gone back to it and it did like reboot it uh-huh. but that was only like twice and otherwise it's been completely fine switching going back into the game well that's good i'm glad it works on there yeah so that shouldn't be an issue with yeah well we're gonna check it out but you highly yeah, recommend um, it yes yeah fucking game pass <laughs> such a good deal <laughs> because we're not spending any money it's so great to just sit we, there. I mean, we are. You are paying. Yeah. For, like you're, you are paying a Netflix type fee, but mm-hmm. I, it's really for me. It's it's about the the risk factor. Yeah. I don't have to worry about risking 
the, any amount of money for this. Like I, I can always cancel Game Pass if I needed to. And I don't have to worry about hating any of these games. You're right. It's a gamble. You're spending 60 bucks on a brand new game. You're spending yeah. maybe $30 on a used one. And then on PS5, the games are going up to 70 now, you know, and that's going to be yeah, the standard before we know it. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's great to be able to, to to just try something out. And, of course, you know, people are going to say, well, you can still go to the library and, and borrow games and stuff like that. But yeah, you don't know I can also there. just go on my fucking phone right now. Search the Doom Eternal. Tell the app to start downloading it to my Xbox right now. Yes. As we are doing this podcast. So, I mean, no offense to Sony, but like fucking Xbox is killing it. That's killing why I. That's that's why I bought the Series X and I love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? It's great to hear you say that because in the past I know we've discussed like making purchases of that stature that you instantly regret or oh, yeah. that it takes yeah. a little while for you to warm up to, you know? So it's good to hear you saying this so close I, to the purchase that you're, you're Yeah, enjoying. I mean, I felt that way at first. I didn't open it for, like, usually I wait several days. I think I did wait a day yeah. or so mm-hmm. to open it. Um, And then I was like, oh, God, why did I get I didn't even buy a game for it. I was like, <laughs> why did I do this? And, you know... Now that I've been playing it more, I'm like, oh, I'm fine with this. I'm fine with this decision, knowing that I've invested long term. And honestly, and what's really made me feel assured about it is knowing that, you know, come fall, I think starting in what, August or September, they're going to start releasing these really big games on Game Pass, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I was going to go buy that new Assassin's Creed game for this, uh, the Vikings one. And I still won't get it, but like. I am not pressed to go buy a game at all. I, if I yep. get it, it will probably be with me when I eventually trade in my Xbox One. There you go. Like, as long as they don't try to give me bullshit rates on that, and then I'll just, you know, give it away or something. I don't the, know. The longer if you wait. wants to buy an Xbox One for realsies, you can contact me. I there will. you go. <laughs> Great shape. Like, <laughs> We've not, got a platform. I, and I'm not going to be unreasonable about it. I, I literally just want to get, like, my hundred bucks and done. There you know. You go. Yeah, give it to a nice home. Somebody who can put it to some good use. So yeah, yeah. yeah. If anyone where they know like a kid or something like someone that I can I can sell it to and I don't have to worry about them giving me shit or anything. (laughs) Like it's in perfect shape, (laughs) you know. Anyway, message the show. There you go. Um, yeah. So that's that's going on. Gaming's happening. Uh, yeah, I got a couple days off, so I'm probably gonna put some more time into Returnal. Oh. I talked a little bit about that last week, but did yeah, you? That... I don't remember. I'm sorry. No, I'm no it's all good. We talked time. about it near the end of yeah. the show. It, it was the the game where you keep dying and you start oh yeah from yeah. yeah. I, okay, I'm sorry. You when you when you mentioned having time off, I know about Returnal. Oh, like, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I was just reading about how like the price dropped mm-hmm. for that game. Yeah. And, like, people were freaking out because it was really cheap used at GameStop. Mm-hmm. And they, people were buying it up. It was a mistake. I don't know. And uh, the response and, like, the comments was, like, this game sucks because... And then they were talking about the things that you love about it. Like, <laughs> I, it seems like a very polarizing game. Yeah, it's one of those. I, I feel like it's probably the same ilk of, um, you know, Demon's Souls or Dragon's Dogma or one of those type of games where it's, like... You're you're fighting against the programmers, basically. Like they made the game as difficult as possible, I, but this I do is for not think reasons. I would like it. Yeah, yeah I do yeah. not think I would like it. Um, it's the same reason why I haven't bought Cuphead 
Like, mm. I'm hoping Cuphead ends up on Game Pass because I want to play it because I think the design is gorgeous, yeah. but I don't want to spend money on it because I know it's notoriously difficult and I'm too shitty of a gamer. Like, I love games, but I'm a shitty gamer. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel you. And uh, I, I suffer from that sometimes as well. Cuphead is notoriously difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was on Game Pass for a while, but yeah. They might take it off. Some things are taken off and, and you know, they rotate. whatever. Yeah, yeah, it'll be back. Yeah, that's fine. I've got plenty of other options for now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just love the design of that game. I want to play around with it at some point. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really cool. It sounds great too. Like it, it's it's definitely of its time. You know, um, they did a great job with the design of this game and all the all the little previews they put out originally. I mean, it lives up to it. So I was very happy about that. That's good. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All right, so that's enough video games. You can come back now, everybody. Come on back. We're about to get into <laughs> the show back. proper. We're getting into the we're getting into the pop culture of the week. There you go. <laughs> Let's start with a subject that we we keep meaning to talk about, but for some reason these stories I find these stories are breaking during odd times when we're not necessarily taking note of them. Hmm. So we haven't discussed. I don't think if I'm if I'm misremembering, let me know. Nick Cannon. We have not discussed Nick Cannon. Not not on not on Mike. the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> Off Mike, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've discussed Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon, one of the um luckiest men ever to walk the earth. Is um, that a, is that the word you'd use? In a way, I mean in some ways because all right. So, of course, everybody who watched Chappelle's show remembers the running gag on there of um, Chappelle feeling like he was getting old in the game and uh, his son coming to him saying Nick Cannon is hilarious and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I've never been in that camp. I've never felt like Nick Cannon is hilarious. I've never felt like Nick Cannon really has any tangible entertainment value yeah. in my eyes. I know he's for yeah, some I people. Agree. Drumline was a good film. Um, other than that, I haven't really seen him any, in anything where it's like, oh, yeah, Nick Cannon's in this. I got to see it. Wild and Out was kind of funny for a couple seasons, but, you know, that happened. That, and it also wasn't it wasn't funny because of him, was it? Like, no, I don't remember. Yeah. It was the ensemble that really made it. Yeah. So ultimately, what he's known for recently, uh, well, before this story, which we're about to discuss, um, yeah. what he's been known for most recently has been. Uh, the fact that he married Mariah Carey, which yes. just seemed odd, you know, because yeah. of the vast age difference. And he gets really hot women. Yeah. For sure. He, he does yeah. manage to attract traditionally hot women. And we've discussed this sort of uh, phenomenon before is if you're, you're charismatic and confident, you know, things will fall in your favor sometimes but damn the level of confidence mm, yeah. that must be in this man's life the the fact that he, <laughs> mariah carey who who is who is famously narcissistic uh which is almost her brand some people would say you know no disrespect to her she's made a great brand of it um but the fact that he was able to enter that that atmosphere and come out successful with not well, only a marriage but two children. 
Yeah, because they had twins. They had twins. We we should clarify too that Nick Cannon like was an actor, but hasn't really been an actor in a while. He he hosts his own radio show. Yeah. Um, and he's the host of the Masked Singer. Right. Like, he was on um America's Got Talent uh, as as a as the the um the Ryan Seacrest guy on there. That's a data yes. reference. Uh the. the <laughs> no, I mean he he is look he is trying to emulate Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. That is the best comparison you can come up with. The radio show, the hosting gigs, like mm. that's what he wants to do. And yeah. Chris Hardwick was the same way. Carson Daly is in that is yeah. in that camp. Yeah, yeah. he's he's one of that those type a of guys. Certain type of guy. Yeah, yeah. He you also know, he had a a, a mock reality show called Real House Husbands of Hollywood, I believe, at one point. But I don't well, think that that's sounds hilarious. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, that actually sounds pretty fun. <laughs> I don't I think like that's that going on anymore. But yeah, that's that happened as well. Yeah. So anyway, he um apparently after separating from Mariah Carey has been on a roll, um <laughs> if you can call it yeah. that. He is now the father of multiple children. I believe he's up seven. to seven. Yes. 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 So he was on his, uh, it's Power 106 Los Angeles radio show. Um, by the way, Nick Cannon is 40. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not that old. Just, uh, you know, so, um, he was doing his radio show and it's, um, he said he's having these kids on purpose after City Girls rapper JT advised him to wrap it up <laughs> talking about like sleeping around. Nick Cannon said, I don't have no accident. Mm. In, okay. in regards to kids, uh, he appears to have been become a dad to his seventh child. Now, this is this is what's important to, to note. His seventh child, his fourth baby in a year. That is wildly irresponsible. Yeah. Unless you are a sperm donor, you should not be having that many children in one year. Even sperm donors will they like when you donate, they will limit how many kids one guy can have. Wow. I'm, I'm, look, if someone knows more about that than me, but I'm pretty sure that they do have a limit of how they will disperse, like, cause they don't, they don't want to fuck up, like, you know, that, that, there's that, what, that one movie years ago from Vince Vaughn where he's like the sperm donor for like a hundred people or something like that. Like they would never allow that to happen in real life. Yeah. And then almost as a threat, this article on people.com continues. Uh, Nick Cannon says, trust me, there's a lot of people that I could have gotten pregnant that I didn't, Cannon said on Wednesday. The ones that got pregnant are the ones that were supposed to get pregnant. Which means, and he and he said, I'm like a seahorse out there. That's just the way I'm procreating. So, first of all, seahorses give birth themselves. If you had to give birth yourself, you might have stopped at one. Uh because men are weak in that way. I will say <laughs> that um, the level of narcissism that one must have to never use a condom. Why? It, okay. I yeah. have so many questions. No, this is, this is almost. So his, so, so his, I understand his. So like, if you look at his perspective of why he's doing this, yeah. Um, it feels good to not fuck with a condom. And okay. two, I can have all of the kids like I'm the, like the seed is strong. I have all of the kids. 
they're like I, I can understand why a caveman brain guy <laughs> would would do that. Sure. Like he's literally other than paying for these kids, it's win, 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 win for him. Like everything is great. He's also not going to be a full-time father to any of them, right? Like he's no, going to be a it's not, not a stepdad, a um, divorce dad type situation. It's impossible. The yeah. more children he has, the more time he's dividing up amongst the children he's already had. Right. And, I'm not and saying if he's not large, living yeah. with each of these women, he's not taking on the ideal situation, which would be 50-50 parenting. Like right. you're both in this together like you're, you know, you're getting up half the night to feed the baby. You're do- like, if he's not doing that, which he can't physically do with all of these women, like we said, four women in a year mm-hmm. had his kids. Like he, he that's <laughs> like a full time job. Seven kids. Yeah. That means seven days a week. You know, in, in if this was if this was a if this was some type of comedy movie. So let's let's every talk day about- he'd be with a different kid. You know, right. So he he welcomed twin sons on June fourteenth. Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, additionally, he welcomed a daughter in December with a woman uh, named Brittany Bell, who he shares a four-year-old son with. So hmm. they've already had kids together. So he's making the rounds. He's going back he, again. He went back to her. Okay. She was like, "Yeah, let's have another kid." Which, if she's like dead set on being a single mom and wants both of her kids to have the same genetic like father. And she's like, Hey, he is, you know, financially stepping up and stuff that I understand. I don't understand why all these women are fucking him. This is a polygamy sort of deal, you know, it is. Um, and then this latest one, you know, was born this latest baby seventh child with a model was born June 23rd. And then he has the twins with Mariah Carey who are 10, years old yeah. so he's got uh two 10 year olds mm-hmm. a four-year-old and those are that's the first three kids his older kids now he has four new kids who will all be born the same year wow yeah so and and, and by the way two sets of twins involved here so twins run in his family and i understand this is a tv yeah. show but big love even that you know him having all those kids it didn't show bill paxton spending a lot of time with his children on that show you know, Mm-mm. if at all. And he had like maybe 10 or 12 or whatever. It's impossible to to be a good parent and have that many kids spread out among that many women. The You know, the scariest part, too, is that no one knew that he was having all of these kids. All of a sudden, it's like every couple of weeks he's having a, he's having another kid. Right. You're like, is this a and reprint? So is this the same article right. I read? No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this is the fourth one. The third announcement that we've heard about, the fourth um, child, because obviously there were the twins. Um, So what I want to know is how many more are there? Right. How many more have we not heard about? He's he's 40. He's only 40. He's fucking 20. This this girl that he just had this baby with is 20. Oh, it didn't say. Sorry. I, I mean, she's a model. So, like, she's probably very young. Her name's Alyssa Scott. Um, you know, he's with these women who are, it's, it, interestingly enough, they list the name, they, they list the, um, his age and they list Mariah Carey's age. She is a decade older than him, mm-hmm. but they don't list the ages of anyone else other than children involved. 
which is kind of just an interesting thing of note. I mean, these um, are these are working models, so usually they're ranging from like twenty and thirty between twenty and thirty. Right, right. It, it's very difficult to model over thirty unless you're incredibly famous, and e- even thirty is pushing it. Like I'm sure it's younger than that, depending on what you're in. Yeah. So yeah, he just keeps having these kids, and he, it's a joke to him, and he's like, "Well, these kids are meant to be," which, by the way, is like. You know, some Catholicism, old school bullshit of like, well, if we're supposed to have the baby, like this is this is how it happens. Why are these women procreating with this man? I I, I wish I wish I knew. I really like I said, the only one of these of these four kids that we're talking about right now that I understand is the one who has a four year old with him. Yeah. Who had that four year old. Obviously, he's got the ten, the two ten-year-olds with Mariah Carey. So, like, that was his third kid. He wasn't, you know, having all these kids at that time. So, I could see from her perspective right now, even if they're not together romantically, being like, "Hey, I want another kid." You're, you know, I let's say presumably he's a good dad with three kids. It's easier to be a good dad. Like, let's just let's keep it honest here. Like, it's it's way easier to manage. She's like, okay, you're a good dad. You're taking care of him. Um, you know, everything's like, let's let's have another kid. Would you be willing to have another kid with me so that I can have, you know, a child? Who, you know, it's his full sibling. Yeah, that makes sense. She's the only one that gets a free pass of this bunch to me, like her and Mariah. The yeah. other, the other two, and and whoever else is sleeping with him because he's clearly implying. That he's sleeping with everyone, and it's just a crapshoot of who gets pregnant. I mean, he's a busy guy. You know, uh, this is the impression I get from Nick Cannon, that he doesn't have much self-control when it comes to sex and who he's sleeping with. And, you know, he got in trouble last year as well for comments that he made, uh, anti-Semitic comments that he made on his uh, on his show. Oh, I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, he got fired from uh, Wild and Out. Because he said something anti-Semitic on his show. Uh, what was it? One of his YouTube shows that he hosts. Right, right. He's doing all the things. Yeah. In yeah. addition to having seven kids. He's, so he's I'm at that point in his that, career. So, I'm yeah. concerned that Nick Cannon's going to have more kids. There's no way he's stopping this. He's going to have more kids, right? Like, I mean, that's what it sounds unless like. He, unless he goes and gets a vasectomy, which it doesn't sound like he has any reason to do he has no desire right just based on the comments that we read in this people article it does it seems like basically if somebody said that to me i would think that they're basically alluding to the fact that yeah wait just wait there's more kids on the way you know that seems that seems to be yeah i mean seriously it sounds like he's like well whatever happens happens Mm -hmm. no not when it comes to kids man I just don't, I don't understand it. I mean, look, we've talked about this in the past. I don't understand, like, I'm not big into hookup culture and stuff like that. I don't understand sleeping around this much, even. Like, for me personally, look, if you you do whatever you want to do as long as everyone's safe and uh, not hurting each other physically or emotionally, whatever. But, like, I don't get it. So, just that alone to me is like, what? Even if like every model is throwing herself at you, like I'm like, I want that fish and that's my fish. (laughs) 
I'm not I'm not fucking with all these other fish in the sea. When I decide that's my fish, I only want that fish. <laughs> like, you know, uh, so I like and then I'm like, don't touch my fish. Fuck off. Like, <laughs> you know, that's how I am. And I'm like, don't touch me. I'm her fish. Like, that's how I that's how I view relationships. That's just how my brain is wired. Everyone's wired differently. So I like that is hard enough for me to wrap my brain around of being like, so open so like you said like borderline polygamy i don't know if he's in relationships with these women or if he's just sleeping around um but i'm like that's crazy enough alone the idea of having children with multiple women it just it gives me panic sweats like it sounds like a nightmare. Like, yeah. how do you do Christmas? How do you, like, I, I think about every possible scenario and I can't even get a woman pregnant. And this dude is like, like, <laughs> like, this dude is just like firing off, like, well, I'm not thinking about it, whatever. Just like, yeah. I, I, I guess he just, every room he walks into, he just comes and it's like, well, if it lands, it lands. And if it doesn't, fuck it. I'm going to go fuck that other room now. If I were a single celebrity, even of Nick Cannon's yeah. caliber, I'm going to be very choosy about yeah. who I decide to hook up with. Not only because of the the risk of of having a child, you know, and and right. not being able to see them. Because I mean, ultimately, you know, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. I want to be around. I want to be a father to Same. that child, and I want to. I want ideally for the child to be, uh, you know, in a, in a situation where they feel loved. And protected by all parties involved, you know? So, yeah, just the idea that he's just willy nilly out there, just throwing it around like that and, and coming off in these, um, interviews, whether he's being sincere or not, like he doesn't care when, I mean, internally, if I were in his position, I would be freaking the fuck out because it's yeah. like, you know, uh, the, <laughs> you know, it's a nightmare to have a kid. At, 10 uh rather not 10 but 20 years from now come out and say hey you know my dad was never there for me and that's why i turned out like this you know and they yeah. end up being like a, a world uh just, you know on, on the fbi watch list or something like that you know yeah and just the thought of there's a there's this little newborn baby that's your baby and you're not there every night right like that that's insane to me. I would, I would be losing my shit just over that. Like, you can't, you know, he, when, I, when we were hearing these stories about the pandemic, about how people couldn't be in the room with their wives giving birth or whatever, I was like, that is a fucking nightmare. Right. Like, because I'm, you know, if I'm ever lucky enough to have a kid, I'm getting my ass up every hour in the middle of the night if I need to, like, because my wife needs to fucking sleep because she dealt with breastfeeding the baby all day and everything. like like i you know i'm i'm like i, I don't understand you know and i'm gonna love that like that yeah. you know my dad talks about that he was the one who got up in the middle of the night and took care of me when i was an infant like he was the one who did that because i was on formula so it was he was like okay well i've got the night shift kind of thing no. and he got it all down and like we always had a close bond because of that so i was like that is like i wouldn't want to miss any of that yeah and he's got four children just this year alone and I wanna, not even counting this other these other three kids that he you know has fathered beforehand mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's you know that's another thing i want to circle back and address i respect parents who take care of kids in mixed families so much because yes. it takes real determination and love and strength 
to be able to deal with someone who, you know, maybe they weren't a perfect fit for your life, but you you share a child together or several children together. Maybe you've yeah. remarried. Maybe they've remarried, but you make it work. That is such an amazing skill and achievement. Even people who feel like, you know, they're not doing it the best they can. The fact that the effort is being put out there is something that should be just celebrated. And, you know, e- even if not by the kid at the moment, just know that, you know, I... I'm I'm giving you big ups because that's oh, a yeah, big commitment. It's a big commitment and that's that's an honorable thing to do. So, I, I should have clarified that that wasn't like a judgment on any parents who are dealing with that type of situation. That was me going, This gives me anxiety that he's choosing this. Yeah. Like yeah. not not in a like how how his relationship is with, for example, um his children with Mariah Carey, like you were together and you split and then you deal with it like that. That is like you said, that's a very commendable thing of how you handle this, yeah, how yeah. you parent these children together. I think it's called co-parenting now or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like that. It, that's huge. You know, I was just talking about like, God, he's just playing this so fast and loose. How does it not literally freak you out <laughs> fast and loose? Literally. Oh, how my God. Not, how does it not freak you out, man? It would freak me the fuck out. That's all it, I'm saying. I, it you freaks know? me the fuck out just listening to it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, all right, how do I make A and B? How do I connect dots A and B? He's up to like dot F, maybe G at this point, and there's only seven days in a week. So what the hell, Nick? What are you doing? They, they have to, they have to be doing a like a big love style thing where like every weekend, <laughs> you know, on Sunday, everyone comes to the house and all of these women that he's been hooking up with all bring their kids. Right. Mariah does not fuck with that. I'd put money down that she does not come to that shit. No, I I completely agree with you. And it's like how... I'm sure she's looking at this and just sh- she's just been shaking her head for years now. Mm-hmm. Like at this nonsense. Yeah. Everybody thought she was going to be when when we heard about this relationship initially, we mm-hmm. thought Mariah was going to be the difficult one. You mm-hmm. know, that's just no. nope. Mm-mm. Nick, I I can't believe it, but here we are. Seven kids, man. Seven by 40 is wild. Yeah, that's another thing, too. That's the scary part. He can still do such numbers. Given how (laughs) he's still putting numbers on the board. He's (laughs) still young and like vital enough to like he can fuck a lot at Mm. 40, especially Mm -hmm. if he's in good shape. And he seems to look like he's in good shape. You know, if everything's healthy going on, we're like, oh, boy. And and apparently women are here for it, which that's the part that that's the part that ultimately confuses me. If you're listening, you can sleep with Nick Cannon if you want. Just don't do it without protection. Come on. What are you doing? Come on. Charisma and confidence. Just wait. Like, just give it a little bit of time. Maybe find someone who wants to be around. I don't know. You do you. Just think about it. (laughs) You know, if you're going to do it, really think it through. Yeah. That's my my argument. If for some reason you're you're tuning into our show for unsolicited advice... (laughs) Really think twice. Go go into a relationship with Nick Cannon with this knowledge. You are not the first. You will not be the last. And it's going to be a weird time trying to figure out where you rank in this whole system. And these babies were all born very close together. So there was crossover. Yep. And he's saying it's planned. I, I don't know the, what to do with this. I hope the women know that. 
They all seem, I mean, he's in all these pregnancy pictures and stuff. They all seem blissfully happy with the situation. Keeping them uh, bills paid, you know? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Boy. It seems like it is planned, honestly. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna read about him in an autobiography one day. We're gonna find out how this all worked out. But for now. Come on, Mariah. Fast and loose. The Nick Cannon story. Yeah. Um, now moving on to another ridiculous person. Ooh. It's Hilaria Baldwin News. Hilaria. Mm-hmm. Hilaria Baldwin News. She is now claiming that she is culturally, quote, fluid. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Oh, if you thought Hilaria Baldwin <laughs> had moved on from last year's heritage appropriation controversy, think again. Mm-hmm. The yoga instructor, who is married to actor Alec Baldwin, was called out in December for repeatedly presenting herself as Spanish. Yoga instructor. Hold um, on, let's call her what she is. Influencer. She is just an influencer. That's it. Um, she was born and raised in Boston. We talked about this on the show in the past. You can go back to December and uh, like listen to our episodes then and kind of you know catch up on this situation. So... <laughs> Baldwin, who is 37, and by the way, speaking of a lot of fucking kids, they have so many children. Yes. Um, to the point where you're like, I don't know about this. I think they're at six. This this um, is all. This was all just viral marketing for Boss Baby too. That's it. The oh, reason why they kept having yeah. so many children was because the movie kept getting pushed back, and they had to have an age appropriate baby to take on the red carpet. You see. So, Hilaria just kept on getting pregnant. I don't know what this has to do with her appropriation of, of, of different cultures, but the baby thing, at least we finally cracked the code on that. That's got to be it. Right. <laughs> so, she, Hilaria, who is 37, um, she alluded to the scandal in a lengthy Instagram post on Thursday. So, uh, she described her cultural background as multi and mm. fluid. Mm-hmm. Which is she's she's also now appropriating from gender um, from people like that's what this seems to be like when you're talking about fluidity like typically you're talking about gender which yeah. is you know oftentimes involved with like the trans community and stuff like that uh, so you're you're going ahead and appropriating other things too that's okay mm-hmm. um. <laughs> when you are, this is a quote from her in this post, when you are a multi, <laughs> she called herself a multi. a multi. When you are a multi, it can feel hard to belong. You are constantly going back and forth, trying to be more this or more that. You can feel, <laughs> you feel you have to explain why you are the way that you are, trying to fit into a world of labels when there might not be one that perfectly dis- defines you. You will never quite fit in because the other parts of you, parts of you shape and influence all of your parts. You can be special without appropriating someone else's culture, lady. True. I'm fucking special as fuck and I'm not taking anyone's culture. There you go. Yeah. I'm a special little snowflake (laughs) and I didn't steal anyone's culture today. Jesus. Wow. It said, she said, we need to normalize the fact that we are all unique. Our culture, languages, sexual orientations, religions, political beliefs are allowed to be fluid. She got no some two of, those of right. us are completely alike. She got some of those right. It's just, it's just a couple. 
But not... I don't think there's fluidity in race, though. No, like political beliefs, sure. Religion. She's all she's right. appropriating. She's she's literally taking. Yeah, first of all, like talking about fluidity and, and when you're talking about religion and orientations and stuff, but like she's taking from <laughs> from like people who are gender fluid. And she's taking away from people who are, you know, of different ethnic backgrounds Mm -hmm. and who do deal with that. Like, like what she's describing is a very real thing that like I can I can't identify with because I'm not, um, uh, you know, I don't have different races in my background, at least not that I know of. If I do, it's very far back. Like it, it has never affected my life in a, you know, uh, societal way. Um, you know, from a standpoint that like I have like I am white, like I have white privilege and everything like that. So like I've never had any issues if I do have any like heritage of something like that. You can't tell. You can't tell. And it's the same fucking thing with her. Um, But she has decided to take on this persona and stick with it and dig her heels in even further and go you know, I'm not accepted in either world. I'm like, what? <laughs> Did you? And, and like, you know, they we talked about in the past how they gave their kids like really ethnic names and stuff like that. Oh, and like, yeah. I, they just like they can't do anything about this. I, like, they're just in it. And Alec Baldwin's just sitting there with these fucking six kids or whatever, just like staring off into space. He's like seven years old or whatever. Right. I I mean, this is crazy. Like. That, he, um, that she is still insisting. Yeah, he uh, Alec Baldwin. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm sure everybody wants to know what he thinks about this. He got just fucking roasted on Twitter, uh, apparently, for chiming in on um, something that had nothing to do with him back in March. Uh, Gillian Anderson at the Golden Globes. Um, I, I guess she's uh, trying on some different accents. Like she's got an American accent. She was born in Chicago, but she was raised in London. So she's all over the place there. I couldn't tell you what, mm-hmm. what Gillian Anderson sounds like just off the top of my head. So whatever. I can't either. Doesn't she have a British accent? I think so. Whatever accent comes out of her mouth, I'm going to believe it. But apparently Alec Baldwin uh, chimed in by tweeting, switching accents, that sounds dot, 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 fascinating. So almost as if he was inviting the... uh, Dude, it's not that she's switching accents that's weird. Like, first of all, they made fun of Madonna for that years ago, too. Like, this has been a thing. If it was just that, it would have been some jokes and done. Mm -hmm. But she was, like, on talk shows being like... How you say like like she was and and pardon me for doing that, but I'm doing an impression of Hilaria Baldwin being an absolute nut job. Wow, that's too much. That's too much. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Not not an impression of an actual Hispanic person or anything like that. Uh, Yeah, I'm just what? Like, I mean, I understand his perspective, though. It's his wife. He has to defend her, right? Like he's in it. He's in it now. He can get out of it. He can't. <laughs> I mean, again. if he divorced her, he'd look like a dick. And he's got. And once again, we're talking about kids. Like, I'm sure he loves the hell out of his kids. I'm sure he loves his wife. 
Sure. But like more than anything, it's like even if at this point he's like, f- like, fuck her for doing this. He can't leave. He's got all these young kids. Imagine being separated from them. He's kind of just stuck. He is. I, I, I really hope she figures out what it is that she wants to do or who she is and how this works with her life and just concentrates on, you know, her career and being a great mom and maybe she doesn't really have a career though her career is kind of just being an influencer like says she's like a yoga instructor or whatever but her career is the kids i her career is her persona really hope that she's not influencing many people but whatever whatever i mean if you have that big of a following you can become an influencer and then you sell shit that's what she was doing with these kids the whole time yeah yeah so hilaria back in the uh back in the news hmm yeah. Yeah. Hilaria. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is this is not quite wall of weird story, but it is celebrity news that I just find strange. Okay. Um Did you hear about the Sasha Baron Cohen story? I did not. Okay. So Sasha Baron Cohen has sued a Massachusetts dispensary, cannabis dispensary. Oh. Um now that okay, so he sued them because they used images of his character Borat oh, in a I billboard see. without his permission, mm-hmm. which is like, you're like okay, no big deal. Like you're you're suing a you know a company for taking your image, your character, your creation, and using it in an unlicensed way. Totally makes sense. That's not weird at all to me. What <laughs> what's weird to me? Mm-hmm. Okay. And apparently the billboard had Sasha Baron Cohen posing uh, posing as Borat with saying, it's nice, like, you know, Borat. As he does. The lawsuit says, or this complaint, uh, um, is by use of the billboard, the defendants falsely have conveyed to the public that Mr. Baron Cohen has endorsed their product and is affiliated with their business, (laughs) which obviously is the legalese for, yeah. To the contrary, Mr. Baron Cohen has never used cannabis in his life. He would never participate in advertising in, in, in an advertising campaign for cannabis for any amount of money. Oh, that sounds Mr. Baron very Cohen specific. is highly protective of his image and persona and of those characters. Mr. Baron Cohen is very careful in the manner in which he uses his persona and his characters. Yeah, so like they're suing. Uh, it's a cease and desist. <laughs> Um, seeking nine million in damages. Like, okay, so he's he's sending them a full season to this, and and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And nothing about this is weird except for how much of a fucking nerd he sounds like <laughs> in this lawsuit. <laughs> when when they're like, he's never used cannabis in his life. He does not want to be associated with cannabis. I'm like, really? This you sounds- had to put that all they had to say was look this he does he's careful with his image like every other word is fine yeah but it sounds so it makes him sound so fucking corny when they put in this like he's never used it in his life i'm like what i mean i I do i truly wonder if he feels that way and it's not just the uh his 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 team overcompensating trying to make it seem like this is just outlandish you know oh 100 percent like that could be the case. I just think it's it's wild the the wording of it saying like he's never used it in his life. And I'm yeah. like 
you're telling me that Sasha Baron Cohen is against weed? Because that's what it makes it sound like. Yeah, yeah. It's true. I, yeah. I was just I was fascinated by this art like this news story. It is interesting. Like there are there are certain celebrities who are associated with that <clears throat> culture, um, who don't necessarily partake. <clears throat> like I you know, we talk about Kevin Smith all the time and he's gone on record to say like he wasn't a big pot smoker until Jersey Girl didn't hit and then he got into it. Oh, really? Yeah. Like he was, I did not know that he was pretty much straight lace. He said like all that, all the jokes and everything like that. It just pulled from his experience with Jay. He didn't say he had never smoked pot before, but he was like, yeah, he basically didn't want to smoke because it made him lazy. But then he made a deal with himself, which he talks about all the time now where if he's going to smoke, he's going to be productive and it seems to work, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but yeah, there's, you can, <laughs> if you listen to, uh, Smodcast from way back, like, there's a distinct difference from the Kevin Smith before he became a pothead to when he became a pothead. Like, there's a big difference in, like, his, yeah, his that's why I could never become a full, like, pothead. Yeah. Because I don't want that. I'm like, eh, I'll do it a couple times a month or whatever. Like, I just, eh, you know. I don't want, I don't want that much, I think. And it's fine. I mean, it worked for him. Obviously, it's working for him. But, you know, it doesn't work for everybody. Um, no. There's a there's a wrestler named Kofi Kingston who just naturally he has his eyes look like he's high, like he's got oh, like half closed eye and every, eyes and everything. What's worse is that his character for the majority of his career has been uh, of Jamaican descent. And he is not Jamaican at all. He's American raised and uh Ghanese by uh you know by by his family line and uh <laughs> they pulled him over at one point he was um because these guys have to travel together in rental cars all the time so they pulled him over and the cops were like so sure that he had something on him that they emptied all his luggage and poured out his protein powder in the middle of the road and, uh, you know, his, his buddy CM Punk is telling this story during a Q&A session. And he's just like, this man has never touched weed in his entire life. You got the wrong one. <laughs> so it's I mean, just, you know, yeah. yeah, it's just, you know, you, you play up to the character and people associate that with you. So for somebody like Sasha Baron Cohen, um, not even the Borat connection, but like Ali G, you would think that Ali G is into that, you know, sort of culture and that you would see him. If that character were more popular, obviously Borat's the most popular one of his bunch, you would think that like Ali G would be the one to sponsor like, oh, yeah, Ali G rolling papers or something like that. Right, right. And and like I said, like I said, the whole the whole lawsuit makes perfect sense to me. Like all of it makes sense to me. I hope it's just a cease and desist type of thing where he doesn't actually take down the dispensary like (laughs) over finances and stuff. But whatever, that's. Man, I mean, play with fire kind of thing. But says they're seeking nine million dollars in damages. He's out for blood on this one. Uh, yeah, but that's that's a part of the like you stop it now. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I think that's I think that um well my hope is that that number is to just scare the shit out of them to make them yeah stop. Yeah, I mean it's a dick move. Like as a dispensary or is, as yeah. as a cannabis producer, if you're Putting celebrity endorsements on your products, any any 
any product, uh, any any salesperson, if you're putting a celebrity endorsement on your product, if you're if you're making it look like another brand that you have nothing to do with, you know, right? Then that's kind of shady, and you have to play by the same rules as everybody else at this point. It's not, you know, it's not cool. You don't get a pass just because you're a brand new. You know, it's not the Wild West or whatever, man. You gotta play by the same rules everybody else does now. So using Borat yep. in your ads, that's a no-no. Right. That's common sense, but whatever. I mean, it. yeah, I agree. It's common sense, but not everyone has common sense. No. I mean, there's parody, you know, but if it's literally, if it's just Borat saying and very it, it nice. And it seemed like it wasn't parody. It was right. fully, like, just using his image, which you're stupid, <laughs> like, to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sacha Baron Cohen, his whole thing is he gets away with stuff because of parody law. So, yeah. you know. But I, I, as you are, I'm very surprised that Sasha Baron Cohen has it, never partaken because it seems like that's. His. It's just a weird way of stating it. It's just strange. Yeah. Just coming yeah. out so hard against it. Just, no. Never done that. No. Never will. No weed. None. <laughs> okay. Cool. Never. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen. That is Wall of Weird, basically. Uh, yeah. We got Emmy nominees. Do you want to. Did you see anything that interested you? Not really, other than like Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country got what ten nominations yep. despite being canceled. It got lit up, and they that's no crazy. I saw on Twitter. I couldn't find a story to corroborate this. I was looking for it for the notes, but some people have been saying HBO was reconsidering the cancellation now uh, that they've gotten all these nominations. And I mean, that makes sense. One of like, the writers did reveal some plans that they had for a second season which was going to stay in the same universe, um, but they were going to be dealing with like a country divided or something like that. So they did have plans. I don't know why HBO canceled it. It's it's becoming less and less clear. More and more I I see about the show. I still go back to I think it was expensive for a newer show. Yeah. You know, it, it was, I mean, I don't know how expensive it was, but that would be my best guess is that they were like, we can't justify this. For a show that, like, yeah, it was doing well, but it wasn't doing X numbers that we would want. That That's the only thing I think of. Or maybe there were salary negotiations that fell through. Yeah. Once I again. Mean, <laughs> I, I encourage people to watch this if they haven't. I'm not going to spoil anything, but a lot of characters got killed off. So some of the folks that they would bring back, uh, some of the more expensive cast members uh, mm-hmm. didn't quite make it to season two. Right. Um, right. Yeah. But that doesn't stop creators behind the scenes from doing negotiations. It's not just the actors. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So full stop on that statement. New thought, completely unrelated. Jonathan mm. Majors is amazing. And, you know, we're going to see big things from him. We know that he's been cast in Doctor Strange as uh, Kang the Conqueror. So that's going to be interesting to see him do that now that he's part of the Marvel Universe. Um, yeah, I mean, these these actors, they're not just going to sit around waiting. They're going to go on to other projects. So hopefully if they do decide to bring it back, um, they can still gather the troops and get everybody back in there. I, yeah. I... Damn it. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I opened up um, to look up Jonathan Majors and like his and and the app crashed. So, (laughs) oh, 
Okay. That's that's why that's why I was like, ah, oh, shit. But yeah, I like. I, oh wow, he's gonna be in Creed three. They're making a Creed three. Oh, that's amazing. Um, oh, I, I should also mention that uh, another cast member is in the Marvel universe now too. Um, the lady that played Ruby, she's on Loki this season. Uh, she's she played Hunter B fifteen. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So what? Okay, there's there's a weird like uh, it's it's called. Gordon Hemingway in the realm of Cthulhu or whatever, which is like that's that's Lovecraft, isn't it? Cthulhu is a is a Lovecraftian creature, yeah. Right, what that's a, an in that's an in development thing starring Jonathan Majors. Interesting. That's weird. Yeah. Hmm. Well, good for him getting that work. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry, yeah. I got I got completely off track off no, the rails there it's but cool. yeah like that's the only thing of the emmys that that is of note to me well um i can also say disney plus and netflix uh and hbo actually all the all the streaming services got lit up with nominations of course yeah um people are surprised that uh <laughs> what's his name oh my goodness um i'm, I'm don Cheadle. Got nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, because he was only in the show for like two minutes, My right? My man had four lines, and he killed it, and he got nominated for a Supporting Actor Emmy. That's what you call king shit right there. I mean, people could be mad about it all they want, but the campaign was successful, and he got nominated. I feel weird that uh Mercedes Martinez from Mandalorian, who also plays Sasha Banks in WWE, she didn't get nominated for shit, and she really, really, really wanted it. She was out there talking about, I might be nominated. Things are going great. I can see it happening now. Zero nominations for her. Don Cheadle, four lines. Didn't do one Karana. Nominated. Crazy. Yeah, and he seemed confused. I'm yeah. like, why were they even campaigning for him? <laughs> like, why was this a thing? Yeah. I mean, Disney, he doesn't seem to be like care about it in this particular instance. Why doesn't. was this a thing? No, they threw everybody's name out there for these projects, though. So, yeah. Uh, Disney does that. Like, right, right, right. Even um, what's her face that got fired from Mandalorian? She was even on the list of potential nominees. I was surprised by that. Uh, Gina Carano. Something. Yeah. Carano. Yeah. 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 So for better or worse, she did get respect in that uh, in that facet. So, yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, agreed. Oh, shoot. So, I guess all we got left is Wall of Weird. We do. We have Wall of Weird. Let's see. What was this I added? Oh, that one. Um. Okay. So, this story comes from USA Today. Okay. And I don't know if you saw this, because I think it kind of went viral, but they were saying, stop putting your pet goldfish in lakes. <laughs> Did you hear about this? <laughs> very Jay Leno way of saying. Did you hear about this? Did, Did you hear about this? Did you see this? Yeah. <laughs> no, I hadn't heard about this one. What's going on with the goldfish? So they grow. That says they grow a lot bigger than you think. Oh. And they were showing it off. Did you click on the link yet? Oh God, that thing is huge. That is scary. That it's is like freaking scary. How many pounds was it? Wow. Uh, I thought I saw earlier that it was like in the range of twenty pounds. Oh no, no, no. A Last lot. year, a man caught a nine-pound. Wow. 
Um, so yeah, I think this was like in the teens to 20, didn't say 100%. But yeah, goldfish get really big and apparently they can survive a lot, which mm. is weird because we've always thought of like, right? Haven't we thought of goldfish as like dying really easily? Yeah. I've always thought that. I mean, that's kind of why parents get them as pets because they know that they're not going to live forever. No, apparently they can live like I was reading about this oh. earlier, there are tough species. It says in here they can survive under ice with low oxygen and unclear water. Wow. They're evolving. And they become giant, and then they mess up the ecosystem. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm looking at these pictures. This is – it's ridiculous to see a, a goldfish that big. That's crazy. Yeah, it made me think of the koi pond, like – fish that's yeah. what they look like to people listening like they're they look like a koi fish but it doesn't but feel like it's a set it and fish. forget it sort of uh you know species it's like you've got to feed it on time you've got to clean the tank you've got to make sure that it, it, it you know because famously you know people have goldfish that die and they flush them down the toilet and that's it goodbye so yeah. I, I almost wonder if this is a situation where somebody flushed the goldfish thinking it was dead and it was not. They think that these were released. Okay. Um, they do think these were released, and they were basically saying, like, if you don't want them, find another way. Mm-hmm. Without um, coming because, right out and saying it, yeah. Like, you may think this is the, hu- they said, you may think this is the humane thing to do, but they're mo- not meant to be in this system. They don't think this is, like, a like a systemic problem, necessarily, mm-hmm. but this is a problem in this particular area, at least. They've found them. They don't want this to continue. These goldfish are getting huge. Now they're going to have to, like, deal with this wreaking havoc in this ecosystem, so they're like, nah. Like, stop with the goldfish <laughs> throwing out. We're going to we're gonna see some pretty big goldfish in, like, a horror movie uh, in the near future. We're going to see them, like, terrorizing a uh, a neighborhood pond or something like that and you know nine pounds that's bigger than some fish or it was rather some yeah. yeah obviously it's bigger than some dogs i was trying yeah. to say no no you're right yeah i mean that's huge it's Holy a huge fish crap. yeah yeah that is a big fish our second wall of weird comes from twitter and yeah. i just saw this today i think it went viral um, this is, I guess she was saying like, I'm thinking, I'm still thinking about this or whatever. And it's, uh, in 1989, this man named Chito, uh-huh. who's a fisherman, um, in Costa Rica, he found a dying male crocodile Ooh. who, um, it was, it had been shot in the head through the left eye. Oh, wow. And this like so what the man did was like so it was shot by it was a crocodile was shot by a cattle farmer like who was trying to keep it away from their cows uh so he took the crocodile home in his boat and for six months he fed the crocodile chicken and fish Hmm. and slept with it at night in his home wow wow he simulated the chewing of food in his mouth to encourage the crocodile to eat Gave it kisses and hugs oh. <laughs> while talking to it and petting it. Food wasn't enough. The crocodile needed my love to regain the will to live, he said. <laughs> he hid the crocodile in an obscure pond under the trees nearby until he obtained the necessary wildlife permits from the Costa Rican authorities to own and raise the gravely injured crocodile legally. 
After the crocodile, which he named Poncho, improved to normal health, he released it in a nearby river to return to its normal life. Mm-hmm. The next morning, he awoke to find that the crocodile had followed him home and was sleeping in his veranda. Wow. Living in the water outside of his home, the crocodile made the, quote, decision to spend the rest of his life with the man who saved him. Wow. He became a member of the family along with his second wife and daughter. <laughs> wait. This is a, wait, this wait, is a note. Wait, wait, I, what happened to the first one? Cause like, all right. That's my- why. This is of note. His first <laughs> wife left him because he was spending too much time with the crocodile. Holy shit. Once the crocodile followed me home and came to me whenever I called his name, <laughs> I knew, <laughs> I knew I could be trained. And he said, another wife I could get. Oh, no. was One in a million. <laughs> all right. First things first. He's right. I got it. You know what? I mean, technically, sure. Technically, yes. Technically, he's right. I I am not alluding to anything going on right now in my life. Love my wife. Not training her for a crocodile or, or an alligator. Whatever. Nothing like that. But just the the odds of what he's referencing here, totally accurate. Totally. I mean, technically, sure. Technically, one of accurate. <laughs> yes. That was, by the way, that was one of the main reasons why this got in. The wall of weird was because this dude chose his crocodile over his wife. And she was like, you're getting real fucking weird with that crocodile. And he went, yeah, get out. Get out. I'm choosing the crocodile. She's, she put her foot down. She goes, it's me and the crocodile. He was like, stop being so fucking weird with the crocodile. And he's like, why don't you get the fuck out of he my goes, house? She goes, it's me and the croc. She he goes, I choose croc. Poncho. It's Poncho. She goes, that's a crock of shit. Does she kiss her oh, face? shit. <laughs> well, imagine you're you're filing divorce papers and you have to put the reason and you go, men love crocodile. Like what? I don't. I, it fits in the box. I don't know. Reason for divorce: a reconcilable crocodile. Yeah. <laughs> One of Poncho's behaviors was to rush at Shedden, which is his last name, with his mouth open as he entered the water. But he would close. He would. <laughs> <laughs> he would close his mouth before he got close, oh, allowing good. a kiss on his snout instead. You know, it's great, except for the one okay. time when it's not. You, it's <laughs> you need to click on the link now so that you can see the man and in, in this and this crocodile. I've I've seen the man, and the man looks like Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, like straight up. And he's, he's like <laughs> really fucking weird with this crocodile. He's really weird with the croc. You know, I Poncho. Mean, <laughs> as, as any as any crocodile person would be. I mean, he just looks like yeah. the type of person you would expect to snuggle up with a crocodile. So keep in mind, he kept he kept he found him in 1989. Poncho died of natural causes oh. in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, after the first ever human style public funeral ever was given to the crocodile, attended by human friends and admirers, a um, at which he sang. To his departed pet and held his hand. It's really sad. But um, he got in taxidermy, uh, and he oh. re- he remained in residence. And then he's also training a new crocodile. So just a real mixed fucking bag. The pictures yeah. are weird. They are. He's they he was are. weird with this alligator, or I'm sorry, this crocodile. Um. 
Yeah, and and crocodiles are way more aggressive than alligators. I don't know if you know that, but yeah, like, but I watched enough one, Animal Planet to know that to be the case. Getting shot in the head really made a difference at Pacho, but the part that gets me shedding is currently working with a new crocodile. Just like that movie with Harrison Ford, he was never the same. <laughs> what was that movie? The one where he got shot in the head? I don't remember that. Oh, one. damn it. Oh, no. Regarding Henry. Regarding, Regarding Henry. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one he got shot, right? Yes. I was going to say the fugitive, yes. but Henry that's wrong. gets caught in the middle of a robbery. He gets shot in the head. Wow. He wakes and he can't do anything. He yeah. doesn't know who he is. Pacho was like, I want to eat this man, but I just can't bring myself to do it. Oh, well. Pacho was like, I can't remember my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see regarding Henry remade, but with CGI. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like they redid the like the Lion King and stuff, but yes. with Poncho. Yes, and so yeah. okay. So my follow up question to this whole story was going to be: Does yeah. the first wife want back in now? But I see that he's raising another uh, crocodile. So yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> I really, really hope for her sake that she values herself enough to never go back to him. <laughs> because <laughs> another because wife I can get. Is, uh, this is a lot. Like this is this is a lot. So all right. Yeah. So I'm I'm expecting that. All right. So this is 2011. That yes. The the that Pacho one passed away. He's working with Pacho too. I wonder how that's going because you know that was a very special circumstance he had with Pacho one. I don't know if he can recreate that magic with another Pacho. That's what I'm I'm going to actually I did not look that up ahead of time. Did does he It's hard Poncho. to get a read on this dude. Like what's his actual name? Cuz they give like two names from Shedden. His name is Otis. Shed his name is Cheeto Shedden. Cheeto Cheeto C H I T O. Maybe I'm mispronouncing it. No, no, no. Cheeto? That's that's the best I could do too. Gilberto yeah. Cheeto Shedden. So I'm trying to find, is this like, it, oh, Poco. It's not Poncho. Why did I call it Poncho? Why did I put an N in it? Why did uh, I call him Poncho? His name's Pocho. Your, for, your, your mind wants to make it work, and it did look I like I think Poncho. it's funnier if his name is Poncho. We're calling him Poncho. Poncho it is. Poncho. All right. Okay, so where? 2018... 2016. I'm not seeing any recent art, like more recent stuff. Like it shows up, but it's it sounds like it's the same stories. Yeah. Damn. Miami. Okay. Oh. Well, shout out, shout out to uh, to Mr. Cheeto, and <laughs> uh, we wish you well in your endeavors. I see a story from 2019 where they were interviewed with the same information. So. Yeah. At least they're as of 2019, they're still going strong. That's good. Really the, something feel really real, feels really fucked about stuffing the animal, though. I will say that. The wife says we had a small restaurant with nighttime karaoke. Sometimes in the middle of the karaoke, Pacho would come out into the restaurant. Can you imagine you're sitting there friggin' singing like I believe in a thing called love, and an, and a crocodile comes out. And I would be. You would just see the outline of my body. <laughs> I do not fuck with them. I live in Florida. I know how alligators are. 
Crocodiles are more aggressive versions of it. I'm not fucking with that. It would look like... Fucking dinosaur. They go on land and in the water. Yeah. They'll fuck you up in every every which way. That's the worst part about them. That's unnatural. You can't get away. They'll unnatural. chase you up a fucking tree. Hell yeah. <laughs> God damn. No. Wow. Wow. Give them a chicken and run. Like, <laughs> I would just be throwing chicken bones and then just hauling ass. Like, no, no, no. Chicken, chicken, chicken. Take that. Fuck you, Poncho. Fuck you, Poncho. His name's, his name's Poco. Fuck. <laughs> That's why he's chasing you. You keep calling him Poncho. Yeah. He don't like that. I eat Poncho, motherfucker. Wow. Yeah. They could make a sitcom out of this. There's a line in here where his his uh, his his wife goes, "Honey, I bought home a crocodile." Yeah, that's the name of the show right there. Honey, I bought Honey, home a crocodile. Honey, I brought home a crocodile. <laughs> yeah, I love that it. That sounds terrible. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Well, you know, shout out to Mr. Cheeto and his wife and their many. Many situations going on. He's not there. getting a fucking shout out from us. <laughs> no, sir. Retract. He dumped his wife for a crocodile. He didn't dump Fuck her. This she man. left. He's she psychotic. left. Yeah. She said, I don't want to be around this crocodile. She's got no heart. She said, for- you're kissing a crocodile and holding hands with it. Please stop. And he said, I'll fucking leave you if you don't like my crocodile. And she said, whoa. <laughs> I I am scared of the like it, it was a very creepy relationship. There's yeah. some of parts of it that are wholesome, and there are some parts of it that make you go, oh, mm-hmm. mm, please don't. Well, obviously, huh? in the in the retelling of this story, they're going to leave out the first wife altogether, and uh, Pancho is going to be what brings Cheeto and his wife together and solidifies their relationship. You know, we're going to just, like, right. erase all that other of stuff. Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what a show. Man, we started with Xbox. We ended with a crocodile story. <laughs> I was glad that you didn't see that because it was, like, going around on Twitter earlier. Wow. So. Yeah, man. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us for the ride. You know, unlike uh, Cheeto's uh, first wife, we're not going to leave you behind in these adventures that we have. Thank you. As always, for coming with Adventurers, and we ask that you continue to come with us on our adventures on Instagram, on Twitter, on Patreon even, uh, at Lex and Matt across all social media, patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. Lots of cool stuff going on over there. Our Discord server is off the hook. Lots of uh, great conversation, good times, good jokes, good people. Hey, we had a movie watch along uh, a yeah, few days ago. Fun. It was a lot of fun. We're still, we're still laughing about that one in the group. So, uh, yeah, join us and we will welcome you with open arms. Yeah, definitely. Come yeah. check us out. And we've got merch and all, all kinds of cool stuff. So patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Lex, you want to plug anything? No, uh, the season two of Capeside Chats is available now. Wherever you are streaming, it's under the Mighty Ravens podcast. If you go to Mighty Ravens, you'll see Capeside Chats on there. Uh, and that's that's it. Like That's available wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all I got out. Yep. And I'm going to be performing at Zany's on Saturday night. No, I'm not going to do that. Fuck, I'd be pissed. <laughs> Party Chat. Check us out. It's a, it's a podcast uh, hosted by the always enigmatic Aaron Amendola. He's a great dude. He has great friends. I am proud to be one of them. We talk about 
video games and board games. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Uncanny Magazine's podcast where I read you stories and poetry. So uh, you'll love it. I love doing it. And, uh, of course, always welcome. Meet us back here next week for another adventure of... Wait, let me try that again. Meet <laughs> us here next week for another episode of Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Bye. <laughs>